From the Edinburgh Fringe 2014, we could have done without. Yeah, okay, so we got five of them, right? And, you know, I got to counterbalance Sylph's, you know, kind of upbeatness with a little downbeat. You know, you know, it's the yin and yang of the Dookie show, right? Absolutely. Sometimes niceties are needed in order to make one appreciate the goodness in all the things we experience on planet Earth. Am I sounding overly earnest? Yeah, yeah, a little bit. But, oh, fair enough. You know, whatever. Uh, you ready for number one? Oh, <laughs> Number one is anti-English puppets. Right? We're talking about the Scottish falsetto puppets who appeared in the memorable moments Option A. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you guys that it, it you know, they, they were memorable. But for some reason, after the first half hour, which is really funny, and you got, you know, you got two socks with kind of googly googly eyes. All of a sudden, they started working themselves up into a rage. And they seemed pretty anti-English. It was a little bit uncomfortable in the venue. And the reason why there was some anti-English sentiment had to do with the fact that these Scottish falsetto sock puppets were getting all hot on the topic of the referendum. Yeah, because, you know, it's happening on the 18th of September and, you know, it's, it's, it's hot topic up there you know whether the scots are gonna leave the uk or not and it's kind of like being i don't know it's like being at south by southwest festival in austin and you know asking the audience what they think about gun control you know it's kind of like you know that's the kind of heat it brings into the room and it's kind of you know the juxtaposition between these googly googly eyed socks Hello, hello, yeah, baby. with it's the funny voices them. and the guy getting in a bit of a, a funk about English people and wanting to leave the yeah, it was kind of weird, you know, it kind of it was a buzzkill, you know what I mean? Absolutely, the first half hour of the show was absolutely brilliant, yeah, yeah. and then I started feeling really uncomfortable, and also there were Scottish people in the audience, yeah, but. The two groups of them were not on the same page in yeah. terms of the options of the referendum. Oh, God. And it really felt quite uncomfortable. And to have paid for the privilege of feeling uncomfortable at a comedy event at the Edinburgh Fringe... Such a shame. Not great. Such a shame, because I actually have a picture of them on my refrigerator because they're so cute. They're so cute. And I wasn't used to... I couldn't believe they were getting themselves into a bit of a rage over politics. I mean, you're, you're going to see puppets. So I agree with you both. It was a few moments we could have done without. Definitely, definitely some moments we could have done without. Uh, should we move on to number two? Hit me! Number two moments I could have done without. 
being a maxi pad for an American comedian who isn't as big on this side of the pond as he is in the States. In order to protect the reputation of this person, because the Dukey Radio Show isn't about mudslinging. No. This, and he meant well. You know, he seemed like a nice guy. You know, seemed a very nice chappy. He has been on the round table of a sadly defunct comedy show, which was hosted by an iconic female American comedian, which was on a network that has only one single letter. Yeah, to... not, not giving anything away there, Dickie. <laughs> Indeed. And, yeah. and I, will, he... I will not mention the name of this roundtable no. participant no. from the He's a good looking Chelsea guy. Lately show. He seemed like a nice guy. There was five people in the audience and three of them were us. And this is not an exaggeration. There were five people. We were three of them there. In a venue that held 200. And one of the five people happened to be a local critic. Yeah. So we were thinking, you know, this guy's hot property in the States. Dookie, you really wanted to go see him because you really liked this female comedian and her show and you'd seen him on her show and you really liked him, blah, blah, blah. And we were thinking, oh, my God, we better get there early. Standing room only. We got to get tickets. Get your tickets now. They're selling like hotcakes. Five people, one of them's a critic, and said comedian knows he's a critic, and he keeps zeroing in on him, saying, you're not laughing, you must not be enjoying yourself. And he did this so many times that the critic actually started, like, they had a little bit of, you know, like a hoodang. You know, not, not like a big... Hoodang, not like you know throwing punches, or, but there was a little bit of a, a, a ding dong, and it was, and then hoodang and a ding dong, a hoodang and a ding dong, and basically this guy's whole show was this sad, sad sack love life that he's had in falling in love with really unsuitable women, and then the crap that he has resulted from that, and basically. I just felt like his maxi pad. Like, you know, I've paid like, how much were tickets? They're like 15 pounds because he's like big news on the other side of the pound. So they're like, I've paid to be your maxi pad. You want me to soak up your whole sad life. And quite frankly, there is not enough funny to make up for the sadness of his life. I mean... One of his ex-girlfriends is in prison now, and he actually showed her mugshot. That made me feel quite uncomfortable. That With, was not and, and funny. And he used her real name. Yes. So I'm like, that's kind of wrong on a, you know, a couple of levels there. And it didn't add anything to it. You know, it didn't make it funny. Or, and, it, you know, he kept saying how happy he is now, but, you know, he said it so often. And I was like, you know... Yeah, I felt like I should have sent him a bill. You know, how much do counselors charge nowadays? I was like 70, 70 pounds an hour. His act was definitely more tragic than magic. Yeah. And it you know, was and I, and really S- disappointing. Sylvia, because you're, you know, Sylvia's nice, aren't you, Sylvia? So she ends up being a maxi pad for a lot of people. Uh, usually a jumbo-sized one at that. Sometimes... People like to tell me their problems. This is true. So I felt bad, you know, like this complete stranger you've paid for. You're having to be his maxi pad. 
this this is true this is true and i did feel very i felt a lot more sad for him than i felt like funny like we didn't really laugh that much we were just going oh my god he's really sad but you know he's he's a good looking guy he seemed like a nice guy and the critic yeah he wrote a pretty bitchy review we Googled the fuck out of that review yeah, a couple of days later. Pretty, and pretty bitchy. It was a bit damning. So should we move on to number three? Oh, hit me. Right. Let's just do it. When... Dookie, you know, we're going to blame you for this. Right. Okay, so okay, so it was free. You know, I'm sorry to bang on about money, but, you know, when you go to Edinburgh, uh, you, you know, you can't spend a lot of money on tickets. And, you know, you know, you're willing to take a gamble that you might spend 10, 15 pounds and it might be crap. And that's part of the experience. So, you know, but you can spend a lot of money. At least this was free. Number three, the best thing I could say about it is at least it was free. Dookie, I don't know. Me and Sylvia love you. I don't know if we're ever going to forgive you for this. You made us go see. You say it, Dookie. A world famous flatulist. He's a flatulist. It was what do they very call him in France? They, don't they call him something different? La Petomaine. La Petomaine. What does that mean? The farter? Pretty much, yes. Okay. And I believe it, it's a reference to wind. And this flatulist that we saw in Edinburgh, a very, very considerate person. He brought a birthday cake just on the off chance that somebody might be celebrating their birthday. Dookie. Mine was a few weeks after this particular gig. Oh, Dookie. I was quite tempted to have him blow out the candles for me. Yeah, so this guy, he spends an hour farting. And At least he didn't get into an argument with the critic that was in the audience. Yeah, how many people were in the audience? Like ten of us. Fifteen. Okay, fifteen. And he like has the birthday cake and he lights the candle and then he lies down in front of it on a table, putting a bit of talcum powder yeah. over the over the thrust area. And he blows it out with his ass. Let's just, you know, get a cut to the chase there. Incredible muscle control. And, and very polite. He had a very nice delivery when he would describe the acts that he was going to do and impressions. Really, really lovely. A very, very engaging person. For a an one-trick hour, pony. It's, yeah, it's for an hour. Um, an hour. An hour Wasn't of it farts. somebody's birthday in the audience? I'm just it's coming back to me now. Yeah, there was a somebody, lass from Manchester uh, yeah, who was I know. there. And he farted happy birthday, didn't he? That's right, yes. He can actually pitch his ass to enable beautiful melodies to oh, come out. Didn't he blow out uh, didn't he uh, puncture a balloon by blowing a dart out his ass? That's right. Uh, a, a tube which looked a little bit like a, a flute was placed in the designated orifice Dookie. and he put a dart in it and through the power of his own sphincter and the wind within his body he blew out that balloon dookie that yes. was a long hour and what didn't make it any better for me personally was that we saw him so after the show finished he was passing his own bucket round yes. for money 
which I thought was a little sad. And then we saw him changing out of his leotard in the corridor. And it was like in a big pub. And he was in the corridor of the pub. He was in the hallway. And I was thinking, gosh, you know, he doesn't even have a place to change. You know what I mean? Like, didn't that add a certain poignancy to the whole thing for you? Uh, True. It's... He's keeping it real. There's no airs and graces, but there's a lot of hot air. And and, and he he wasn't even... Blowing out of his ass. He wasn't even on his own. He was like being... uh, Like the guy emceeing it was like some journalist from The Guardian. That was a bit weird, yes. I mean, it's... it's 60 minutes I could have done... 60 minutes I'll never get back. You know, and... Best of luck to him and his anal ring. That's all I can say. Dookie. When your birthday next approaches, I'll make sure to hire him. Yeah. He has a cake with him at all times. You know, I wouldn't want somebody's asshole next to my cake. You know, I've had a lot of assholes around me my whole life. And, you know, I don't need another one. I'm I'm good. Should we go on for number uh, four? Hit me. So, there's a lot of flyering in Edinburgh. Absolutely. It's the way that people promote their shows. It's a way for information to be spread. And in many cases, the actual performers themselves are doing direct flyering. But at the Half Price Hut... Which, terrorist flyers. My word. Terrorist flyering left, right, and center. And you know what? I'm, I don't mind. I don't mind the flyers because, you know, that seems to be what the thing is. You know, you're walking around. You're walking up and down the main road. The Royal, what's it? Whatever you call it. The Royal, what do they call it? Mile? The Royal Mile, uh, yes. And, you know, you're going to get flyered and that's cool. What was moments I could have done without where... People have, like, they try to tell you their whole show. So there was that one woman who came up, and it was kind of in Congress. So they tried to tell you their whole show, and then they realized that really the big draw in Edinburgh, the festival, is comedy. So there was that one woman, remember her? She was like, oh, this show is about Rwanda in the 50s, and my parents lived there, and at the time, you know, they were thinking about leaving the continent, and it's like the Scotland is now, and my parents were really persecuted, and uh, God, and they had to flee, and they're this, and, and, but it's got a load of really good comedy, you guys should come along. And I was, yeah, you're not, that sounds really sad. And her her pitch took about 15 minutes to get through and we were in a queue Uh, we couldn't get away and uh we were not a captive audience yet she was pretty much going to do her whole act in front of us right there and then and then we saw her later with her sandwich board and all alone and that made me feel sad i felt sad yeah and then there was that other lady who like was like this show is set in belfast and it's about a mother and a daughter, and they don't get along, and the fallout of their not getting along a tea, whatever the hell it was. And but it's it's a real feel good. It's got a lot of jokes running through it. 
I felt like I was working for Samaritans talking to that particular yeah. terrorist flyering person. And you know, you could tell it was all about her. You know, it's like, so basically you don't get along with your daughter and you wrote a show about it, right? That, I mean, that was the whole thing. And, you know, that was kind of the feel that I got. And then there was that guy, you know, it's always embarrassing when people give you their flyer and you look at them and then they, you look at their flyer and it's them, Right. They are think, giving you their blood, sweat, and tears. Yeah. So and there was that older guy who said, what was his show about? It sounded like the most depressing show I've ever heard in my life. And it was him on his flyer. And he started telling us about his craft of his acting or whatever it was. He was a failed actor who was discussing this big film that he was nearly involved with and how he was uh, a rogue um, and how... Basically, he went from rags to riches, despite his amazing genius. Or rather, from near riches to rags. Yeah, then Something you, like that. Yeah. I tuned out after five minutes. Yeah, and you're like, you know, oh God, I'm looking at you, and I'm looking at your flyer, and it's you, and this whole thing just sounds god-awful. I mean, the best, the best flyering was when that comedian came up to us, and when we were eating outside and she said, I'm sorry to interrupt you while you're masticating, but here's a show you might like. Boom. You know, she made us laugh. You know, that's a great word, masticating. It's a good word. Mastication to get an audience is a good. And we went to see her show, right? Technique. We did. And it sucked. But, you know, she got us to her show and I guess she's doing pretty well now. So she doesn't need us to, you know, maybe she was having an off night. She can afford to masticate at very expensive yeah. restaurants now. She, she's yeah. doing very well. And she seemed like, you know, she was cool. So She had the likability factor. Yeah, she did. She got us to her show and maybe she was having an off night. I wish her the best of luck. And terrorist flyers. Especially when it's really sad. Uh... That bring us on to number five. Ooh, hit me. I don't know if you guys know about this, but number five is not related to anything to do with shows. Okay? Number five is you can't fit in the bathrooms in Edinburgh. Okay? Now, there's a cafe there that we were going to for breakfast. What's the name of that place? The Southern Cross. Yeah, so it's a good, you know, they had good food. Uh, they're bathrooms, right? They're not very sizable. Is the men's room the same? Absolutely. You have to be quite svelte in okay, order so to enjoy the use of the facilities. I'm not quite svelte. Okay, so the size of my backside, as you people call it, backside, my butt is pretty big. And this bathroom, you gotta squeeze. It's one of those where you can't, like, open the door and be in there at the same time. So I, I know that's kind of hard to understand, maybe, but you know what I mean? You can't open the door while you're in the bathroom. That's how small it is. You need to take part in a gymnastic yeah. routine in order to just use the bog. So it's it's not just bog. 
Uh, yeah, bog. You people call it toilet. The, the toilet. God, even I'm saying toilet. You people call the bathroom the bog. So you're in the bog. Well, you're from, they're called restrooms. The restroom, yeah, or the bathroom. Oh, uh, do you need to go and rest? But the bog is kind of like... Uh, in Canada, we call them washrooms. The, Ameri- uh, okay. the American equivalent of bog is John, or the head. You gotta go to the head. Oh, isn't there? It was kind of crass. I gotta hit the head, man. Yeah, I gotta hit the head. So anyway, the the bathrooms in Edinburgh, you know, all over at the festival, they're you know, if you're less than svelte like myself, sometimes you know they're never gonna let you forget it. That's that's what I'm saying. So this one at the Southern Cross, you know, nice nice cafe, you know, nice place, good food. I I almost got stuck. You know, remember you guys asked what took me so long? That's what took me so long. I was trying to get my butt out of the bathroom. We thought the haggis you had the previous night might have disagreed with you. Yeah, the haggis, you know, haggis in bed, you know, it's, you know, sheep wrapped in stomach, whatever the hell it is. It's not bad, you know. Uh, Listeners should know that Marsha is not a very large person. At all. So the fact that you had yeah, difficulty but my, but my, really highlights just how small the facilities yeah, but, were. You know, my butt, you in know, I'm Edinburgh. not saying I'm morbidly obese or whatever, but you know, my butt is sizable. It's all right. I don't have a problem with it. I'm just saying that if you're going to Edinburgh and, and, and your butt isn't, you know, like Giselle Bunchins, you know, you're, you're going to be having. You're, you're, it's a tight squeeze. It, it is a tight squeeze. So, uh, yeah. Those are my five. You know, it's a moment I could have done without. You know, another reminder that my butt is huge. You know, whatever. I don't care. But, you know, it, 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 it could have been embarrassing. Scotland, if you are listening to this, enlarge the loos throughout Edinburgh, please. Thanks very much.